Hello, everybody. This is Howard Fox. I am a member of the Boulder City Chamber of Commerce, and I am out in Boulder City, Nevada this weekend for Spring Jam, and I have the pleasure of supporting the Boulder City Chamber with the Best Damn Podcast. This is a new podcast that's being produced by the Chamber. Jill Lagan, the CEO of the Chamber, is the host of the Best Damn Podcast. And so while Jill is out there fighting fires, solving problems, and I think perhaps taking a break here or there because she needs it because she's running around, I get to sit back here and uh, have nice interviews with some of the members of the chamber and community supporters. I have the pleasure right now of chatting with Glenna Dunn. She is the publisher of the Country Register of Southern Nevada. Glenna, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Well, thanks for inviting me. Fantastic. So, Glenn, tell us a little bit uh, about your background and connection to Boulder City. Let's start with that first. Okay. I came to, well, actually, I started doing a show in Boulder City long before I uh, opened my store here. But I started with the doodle bug during the holidays, and I did that a few years. And then when I was ready to open my own shop, I thought of Boulder City because I already had a great following here. I opened back in Time Antiques in 2001. And shortly thereafter, I took on publishing the Country Register of Southern Nevada as a way to promote Boulder City and interest in antiquing and a way to build up Boulder City is a destination for antiquing because I quickly realized that people would not drive to Boulder City for one antique store. <laughs> they, we needed to build a community. And now we're known as Boulder, as Nevada's best small town for antiquing. Uh, we've been named that by four different magazines and we're known as an antiquing destination. I have to admit, I did not know that. And I grew up in, you know, the Midwest where there were antique stores in a lot of these small towns, especially as you went out of the big city. So how many stores do you have here in, in Boulder City? I think we peaked at 12 a few years ago. And there's actually been a shift from the word antique to vintage. Okay. Uh, vintage incorporates uh, newer things in antique, and it also incorporates vintage-inspired. People are thinking it, it's a rounded-out concept now. There's candles, florals, shabby chic, repurposed. So we've got all of that here in Boulder City. Okay. Now, does each store have a niche, or is there a little bit of everything in each store? There's several that are the mall concept, and so they're, you're going to find with the different vendors, each vendor will tend to have a niche. The standalone mom-and-pop shops will usually have a, a, a distinct flavor, but they will have, like my store has different departments. I have Boulder Vintage, and I'll have several different looks going on, especially seasonally, and so but we don't want any of us to be a one-stop shop. We want you to enjoy exploring the town and all the shops, uh, wine and dine along the way, and especially come out for great events like Spring Jamboree. Most definitely. I recall there's a uh, a pasty shop, and right next That's to That's new. And yeah. then great pasties, by the way. Yeah. But right 
just to the left of the gazebo. I think there was a gazebo there. I think there was to the left or a, a, a circular, what do they call it, roundabout? I think it was a roundabout. There was a whole slew of the, the antique stores. And I thought, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Well, actually, the the slough now is along Wyoming Street. And that we have a nice merchant map on the back page of the country register for Boulder City. So all the blue dots will direct you to the shops. And most of them are vintage or antique shops. They used to be along Nevada Way, but that has become Restaurant Row. That's where I opened my shop 22 years ago, but it things shift. And so now we're on the kind of outskirts or secondary streets of Boulder City. Sure. And how does somebody go about getting a copy of the, of the country register of Southern Nevada and kind of take advantage of when they do come up here to visit, they know exactly where they have to go? Yeah, well, you're de it depends on where you're coming from. In Las Vegas, you can pick it up at any antique store. There's a quilt shop called Quiltique that has it. There's a coin and jewelry shop. There's, you know, different places. Uh, you can go on the Facebook page and message me, and I'll tell you where the nearest shop is. Once you have the country register in hand, you can sort of plan your day by looking at the merchant map and picking out the stores that look of interest to you, and you'll know that you'll be able to find them. If you're starting from Boulder City, you can pretty much get the paper at any shop or restaurant, and the concept is find one, find them all. Okay, okay. Now, as I understand, this register, while it's this one is specific to Southern Nevada, there are other registers? Yes. Actually, a lady named Barbara Floyd, who's in her 80s now, started the country register in Phoenix about 35 years ago. And she had a little tea room and she just wanted something to network her with her neighbors and stuff. It grew to statewide. And then her friends in Ohio wanted one. And now there's one in every state except for Alaska, Hawaii, and Utah. It is also in Canada and five Canadian provinces. So it's recognized. And I want to encourage anyone that's traveling, getting ready to take a trip, reach out to the publisher of where you're going and they'll send you one for $3 and you can, or you can go on their Facebook page and see what, because we all will post our advertisers events to the Facebook page. But the best thing to do is have one in hand and that way you can really plan your trip and not miss out on anything. Okay. How, how is the Facebook page besides posting the events? How are you using the Facebook page? What's the interaction that's taking place there? Well, the, the paper in print can only hold so many fun articles on decorating, crafting recipes. So I use the Facebook page to supplement adding more for the readership and Facebook followers of that sort of thing because people love to pick up the paper for, for those extra, we call them filler. We also will post our advertisers' special events, like some stores will have, they'll have announcements about new products or they'll have a sale. They'll have a, our comic book store here had a book signing. So it's just a way to update those who want to know of things that 
come to to be after we go to print because each issue circulates for two to three months. So a lot of things are planned after the fact, and we need to to let our readership and Facebook followers know that there's there's more than what's in the paper. Okay. And, and by the way, just to make a plug for the uh, Best Damn Podcast, we're going to give you a link to this episode or this segment awesome. so you can post it up on the page. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. Just wanted you to know that. Now, what's been your affiliation with the Spring Jam in the years you have been here in Boulder City? Well, about 18 years ago, Bill Smith and I actually started the antique show that is so popular now in Escalante Park South. And after a few years of getting it established as one of a, a very po- popular new facet to Spring Jamboree, the chamber was able to take it over and relieve us of <laughs> that work of getting that together because we ha- we also had a couple of stores to run and and then i acquired a large pedal car collection and so i offered to set up the pedal car show which was really fun and appropriate because it le- linked the classic car show to the antique show it was just like the perfect Get in between to get people moving in in both directions. And what's been some of the highlights you've personally have had with this with Spring Jamboree? Well, I almost always have a booth at Spring Jam. I like to pass out the country register and network with other vendors. I'm always shopping for my antique stores, so actually probably shopping for. I love to shop. I'm I just love to source and see what's out there antique wise and deal with the dealers and I love that aspect. I also love helping customers find things that they're going to take home and treasure. So it it just all goes hand in hand. That's fantastic. Yeah. And your relationship to the the chamber, I mean, you're as a small business owner, multiple businesses here. What what impact has the Chamber of Commerce had on you and on your business? Well, the Chamber does a lot of things for our businesses. Jill's outreach is actually goes clear to Washington, D.C., and I've been amazed at what she's done um, at the state and national level for Boulder City. One of the things that the Chamber does just right here in town is our monthly wine walk. It's just a great way to, a catalyst for bringing people out locals and they come from Vegas and as they walk and stroll and sample the wines they're seeing our shops we all spiffy up for wine walk and it's I I go all out with whatever the theme is I always do a big display of sometimes it's Mardi Gras sometimes it's um trying to think of what some of them are but we've we've always had fun with that front display when you walk in the door we we have a great big picture frame that people love to get in the middle of and take their picture. And I'm trying to think, uh, well, Spring Jamboree is huge for Boulder City merchants because people come out for it and they may not have time to get to the shops, but they see they're there and they make note. We try to give them the country register and they plan to come back and explore the town. They enjoy the day for what it is and then they they realize that it's a great escape any day 
from from the hustle and bustle of of Las Vegas. There you have it. I I totally agree. I I, I have enjoyed uh, my trips out here to kind of work with uh, Jill in, in the the chamber to produce the Test Amp podcast, and uh, I I just love this town. And it, another reason why I'm so uh, fortunate and grateful to be able to come out here and support Jill and. Glenna, it's been a pleasure to get to know you and your Thank work you. and your enthusiasm for antiques and as an entrepreneur, a business owner. Now, you mentioned the Facebook page, but before we, you know, let you go, I want to call out the Facebook page. If somebody's going to search for it uh, on Facebook, what are they going to look for? Look for the Country Register of Southern Nevada. And then if you want to see pictures from my shop, look for Boulder Vintage on Facebook. And uh, I think on Instagram, it's Boulder Vintage Market. Okay. So we will uh, provide backlinks in our show notes to the Facebook page, as well as to Boulder Vintage on Instagram and Facebook as well. Glenna, thank you again for taking the time to chat with us. Hang on just one second. We're going to do a quick close, and then you and I can have a final chat, okay? Okay. All right, folks. We've just been chatting with Glenna Dunn. She's the publisher of the Country Register of Southern Nevada. She's a business owner, multiple antiques venues here in the city. So do check out the Country Register of Southern Nevada's Facebook page, as well as Boulder Vintage's uh, Facebook page and on Instagram. And we hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. Do go out to uh, the Best Damn Podcast. You can find us on the Boulder City Chamber of Commerce's website, bouldercitychamber.com. The pod link to the podcast is, it's right up there on the toolbar. You can't miss it. And we are on all the podcast uh, directory. So whichever one is your preference for listening to podcasts, uh, just search for the best damn podcast. Okay. Again, this is Howard Fox here hosting for Jill Lagan, the CEO of the Boulder City Chamber of Commerce. And we're going to have another guest segment coming up shortly. Thank you so much.